With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to your new home for football where you'll get real international coverage from real football fans. We're talking Brighton, England. Birmingham, England. London, England. Glasgow, Scotland. Dublin, Ireland. Tulsa, Oklahoma. And St. Louis, Missouri. You'll get coverage from all the big-time leagues. Join in on live day match watch-longs. Enjoy live football debates. Nothing but all things football. Catch us live 8pm UK time on Thursdays on all major platforms or listen to us the next day on the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Football Nation, your home for all things football. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Football Nation podcast. Tonight we are joined by Crazy Boom. And as you can see, we've got some two new people joining us tonight. Kai Stats Football and Paul, and you might know him as the FM Recruiter, join us for the very first time on the Football Nation podcast. Boys, welcome. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Happy to be here, as always. Good man, good man. <laughs> Boom, how are you tonight? I am good. Good stuff, good stuff. How are you, Chris? Because like, you, you've asked us, mate, but how are you? I'm good, thank you very much for asking. <laughs> I'm a wee bit... Um, uh, I'm a wee bit... Um, we bit uh, flummoxed after what I've just been seeing over the last couple of last couple of days with our main topic for tonight, uh, the the famous Chelsea Football Club, or... and some of the results this week have made Chris his opinions on football a little bit. Yes, spicy as well. yeah, he's been angry, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, I've been angry. quite angry. In the <laughs> I'm not happy with football at the moment. So football <laughs> football is literally on on tender at this moment in time for myself. So we'll get right back. We'll get right down to business tonight. So the Premier League games over the weekend. So we're going to start with the most important game of the weekend: Manchester United to 
Man City won. And the big talking point over the weekend, Marcus Rashford interfering with play with Bruno Fernandes' goal. Boom, I'm going to come to you first since you are the Manchester United supporter. What did you think about the game? I thought the first half of that game was was very just cagey. Like both sides didn't really. We had slightly of the better chances from like Bruno and Rashford. You had a poor touch that made the ball go away from him one on one with the keeper. So the game nil nil halftime was is what it was. And then second half, we had to take off Martial. The play went completely against us. It was all City the moment that second half started. Yeah. And and then they scored the goal. And when that goal went in with Grealish in the 60th minute, I thought the worst. I was like, this is going to either stay 1-0 or this is going to go to 2 or 3 in a matter yeah. of minutes. I mean, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, this incident came from nowhere because we were had no chance whatsoever. And then suddenly, a ball from Casemiro through Rashford's running to it and suddenly Bruno scores out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting Bruno to hit the target at that point. Either. I was expecting <laughs> he doesn't, to he doesn't often hit the target, though. <laughs> so when it went but... in and I was like, I didn't celebrate because the flag went up instantly. I was like, of yeah. course it's offside. Of course it was offside. And then we saw the hysterics Bruno getting angry at the linesman and the ref and the linesman had a chat together. And then decided it was a goal. Now, yeah. at the time, at the time, as a United fan, we 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 take that. We go <laughs> clearly a goal. Not no controversy whatsoever. One hundred percent the goal. Never touched the ball. That was my opinion at the time of that happening. Because you you want to be back into the game. Yeah. But looking back at that incident from afterwards and stuff, and all people's opinions of it, you can. You can understand the frustration. Like, you do see Rashford in an offside position, and that does stop. Ake does clearly play offside at that point. Yeah. It it comes down to bad wording of the of the law. The law of that rule is very fishy wording that you just interpret what you think that he technically, Rashford technically didn't stop anyone getting to the ball. Mm-hmm which is the technicality of this situation, which is why everyone's angry with it. Really? And, uh, really? <laughs> and Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker stopped. He, he didn't continue. He could have himself continued to run after Bruno. Yeah. Because the others well-played Rashford offside, but Kyle Walker is the only one that notices Bruno still running at that moment in time. So there's... And then... They never settled down after that city. They lost their heads from that incident. They never settled down. And then suddenly it was 2-1 to Manchester United out of nowhere. I called my dad at the time saying, I have no idea what happened, but we're suddenly winning the game. <laughs> so, Kai, um, what was your opinion on the, the goal that was fortuitous for Manchester United, shall we say? Well, no football fan looks at that and thinks on side. Firstly, can I just say with Man United, I've seen some Man United fans defending it on Twitter. There's no need to defend it. You should revel in it because you've been gifted a dodgy goal and that's better than scoring a screamer from 30 yards out, especially yeah. in a derby. Uh, Against while your rivals, like you could be annoying all your rivals for a week. That's just... it's, it's better. It's literally better scoring a goal. 
through ill-gotten means sometimes just to, to rile them up. And so it has an effect on the other team as well because they'll feel had them by licking their wounds. Then you go again and score another one as they did. Um, what I'll say, Rashford didn't touch it, but he shepherded it and almost chaperoned it into Bruno Fernandes. You see Edison was a bit such coming off his line because of that movement and then it did end up making the target easier for Fernandez because he had time to stroke it home. Yeah. It's not a goal, but it does it did well, it did for about three days spice up the title race. Uh, Man United found themselves in the title race for three days, I think. And now they've blown it again. I mean, technically, points wise, we're not in the title. I never said we were in the title race ever, even when we won that game. I we're not winning the title. But but technicality, points wise, it's still possible. We're not not in it. We're we're not. No, we are not winning the title. I'm saying this now. (laughs) But I can, but I can understand people trying to technicality. As Ten Hag said himself after that, fans can dream, but he won't. He, he, we know we're well off of our project at this point. The project just started with this one. The, the and... interesting thing about Man United is for so long, for almost the last decade, they've been craving, okay, we, we need to be good again. We need to be good again. And now that they are good again, they're like, oh, no, we're not that good. We're not that good. We're not going to win the league. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like one step back, it's, five steps. No, so one because, step forward, five steps back. Because Ten Hag is creating a game-by-game idea with this team. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to anyone to be thinking like oh we're going to win this we're going to win that he's concentrate the next game and with that controversial decision it sw- swings and roundabouts in football that decision went against city and for us and then in palace a this week a decision for a penalty went against us so it happened it, things come around in football like some decisions go against you some decisions go for you what about you paul what was your shocking it was shocking. I mean, I, I went on Twitter like pretty much straight away, and everybody was saying it was offside. And then, yeah, like Kai said, you had the United fans going, "Oh no, it's, it's definitely not." Even to the point where a United fan edited Marcus Rashford out of the picture to prove that he wasn't offside. Like, how it doesn't prove anything. It just it doesn't. But I, I did love that headline though. It's like fan edits Rashford out. It changes everything. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything because Rashford is the player offside. So if you edit him out, the defenders are going to act differently. The keeper's going to act differently. It was just the worst decision I yeah. saw in a very long time. And the problem um, we have here is the rules, the way they're written. It's kind of. Yeah. What I didn't like though is that we've got VAR in place for a reason. And the referee and the linesman decided on the pitch to overturn it. And then the check was like two seconds. It wasn't yeah. a long check of VAR. And when Rash, when um, Fernandez takes his shot, Rashford is about half a, half a yard away from the ball. He's interfered all the way. It's, to uh, be honest, it's, it's more the ref that changed the decision because the linesman fully thought it was offside. He just had a yeah. conversation with him and the ref the just needs nah, a, um, a bigger set of cojones. Mm. And he can, uh, he should have, he should have stuck with it. But I think, yes, it was a bad decision, but City then just, crumbled and that is not something we've seen City do and to be honest for most of that game City didn't look like the City that we've seen previously they were not they were I think even when they've looked like that though they've still not crumbled as bad as quickly as they did yeah it wasn't even yeah I mean say crumbled it quite literally just fell apart didn't it Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it was I think a draw was a more refla- of how like bad like both teams were at certain parts of the game. I would have reckoned the draw would have been the 
Yeah, well, when City scored, I texted my game. mate and said, you know, you should have been one or two up after the first half. Mm. You're going you're gonna to throw this away now. But so I think on the balance, like you say, boom, it w- a draw but probably would have been a fair result, but you're not going to care. Happy days, you take me. <laughs> you know, that's just the way yeah, football and, is. And, and as United it, fans, we enjoyed those three days of fans completely losing their their minds. I know, one of the things I liked, and as you saw it, boom, was... Um, Somebody said that this version of Rashford now is better than any version of Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I see did that you see? Like, yeah. Yes, United fans are they're, they're back, and I love it because they come out with some proper hogwash. Yeah. What was funny with that is like they you say those kind of comments, and then Rashford goes completely missing in Palace. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> I said that to a friend. You know, mm. Rashford. At, at 25, Thierry Henry was dominating the Premier League with Arsenal because he signed at 22. Mm-hmm. And people forget how young he was when he signed I mean, for Arsenal. Res- the, resurg- the resurgence of Rashford is very good this season, but he's like not. I'm not going to compare him to like best in the world or anything of that. He's just yeah. he's just really good for us. He's our goal scorer at the moment in games. You're about to offer him 300 grand as well a week, apparently. There is rumors of that, but we do want him as a long-term deal because Ten Hag does believe there is a player in them that he's working on that we can see in the recent form, if, apart from the latest game of Palace, he has been showing us there is something there goal-scoring-wise. I mean, I've I've said I've kind of said with regard about Marcus Rashford. I mean, yes, he is he is a fantastic player, but he doesn't do it as often as he should, especially over the last couple of years. I mean, obviously we had the the COVID and obviously COVID etc. didn't help him out. Like kind of being and last season he seemed very mentally not. Like... Yeah, I mean take 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 Marcus Rashford when he kind of first burst onto the scene. It was it was out it was outstanding, um, but he kind of went like I said he went off the boil as well. But like you said, he has came back as ten hags. Probably philosophy that's kind of gave him him the more the freedom to play again under uh, uh, other than like when he was at Mourinho, um, Ranić and uh, Solskjaer as well. But my United fans need to get back and take a a level kind of kill in my opinion. That yes, they've got. I mean, I said this to John all last time we were on uh, the podcast. They've got a makings of a good team there. They don't, they're a few positions short. I would say. I mean, they need an. I would say they still need an out and out goal scorer. Um, guy's going to get you 20, 30 goals a season. Yeah. Um, if Casemiro gets suspended or injured, like he is this weekend, who's going to replace him in that kind oh, of super centre Scott. midfield? Super Scott. Eh. Come on. I mean, he did I'm... well for the, he did well for the first few games and when we started yeah. winning. And I mean, unless you bring season, it, unless but... you put, unless you put right, uh, Fernandez back into that kind of. Um, Midfield all drop. Um, but, like what we did against City was very good. That we put for the the strength and stuff, we put Fred in the midfield. Yeah, maybe play Fred yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a good win for Manchester United. Um, I want to shout a... out real quick to uh Wan Bissaka. I thought he was done since the beginning of the season, but him coming back, he's I think, he's... I think with English players that play for, for United and Liverpool and, and Arsenal. They are so overhyped yeah. that when they have one bad game or they have a bad spell, they get just slammed. You don't really no, get that with foreign it's, players. It's, it's, like Wan-Bissaka a couple of years ago was mm. being told he was the best right back for England. 
but he wasn't being picked for England. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then he he disappeared all this. He wasn't playing in any game this season, even when we Dallow was yeah, exactly. suspended and stuff. And then recently coming back, I have been impressed with his showing for someone that's been out of the team for so long. He, he did look impressive. I mean, it, it, I think he just needs a run of games and probably not as much of a slate in when he has a, a bad one because you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's been awful. But give him some time, give him some back in, and he'll, he'll perform. For example, the last few seasons, Fred has been criticised quite a lot. And now he's starting to be an all-right player when yeah. he's under 10 yeah. hangs. If, if you have Fred and McTominay as squad players, that's a good squad. Yeah. But when you're relying on... He's probably... Fred's getting a bit more slack, isn't he, this year? Because he's a squad player. Yeah. He's and not he a starting 11. Specific task. Not a start every game type player, but he can do a specific task and be a nuisance as he was in the derby. Yeah. We're, 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 we are overplaying Ericsson. I'll say at the moment. I think we really have no one to replace that like role. So he's playing kind of every game. Yeah. But I think that would have been the plan, you know, because... Obviously, he's not going to last forever. And think you just get that good season out of him, get him for free, and then you start to then. I mean, he has he has gotten seven assists, which is amazing for like on a free. He's one yeah, of the and, top assisters in the league. And it's only Bruno Fernandez making more passes into the final third, so that does offer the creativity and then allows Bruno Fernandez to stay high. But again, as you said, it doesn't last forever. But with the type of profile he is, there's loads of different talents that you could go out and get, especially with Man United maybe yeah. looking 60-70% likely to get Champions League, it opens the door so wide to get pretty much whoever you want as well with the financial backing. It makes it easy almost. And with the yeah, potential exactly. new owners eventually. It depends on what we're going to get. If you get owners that will rival Chelsea and City spending, United will they'll be back where they, you know, where they have been for the last 30-40 years. So I hope, I hope United don't get them if I'm honest. <laughs> every, every rival United fans hope that we do but everyone else does which is, which is what football yeah. is which is yeah. what football it would be the same with like Liverpool a bunch of rival friends Liverpool hope no one like oil money buys Liverpool yeah yeah now, there's like talk a... about sorry oh, there's talk about look. Spurs getting Qatari investment as well uh, 30% stake getting sold hmm. that was a the only thing the only thing the only thing good that, about that uh, is like it's just the percentage, so it's not exactly. But they would still be funding yeah. everything, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. And the, the beauty of it, because it's a minority stake, they'd be able to have that stake in Tottenham as well as having the major stake in PSG. Yeah. Mm. See, that's why just... they want the mediums, like just a small percentage, because they don't want to sell PSG. No, why would exactly? Do? I mean, so as we're going to score on to there, so we've got another team as. Boom just said Liverpool. They had a bit of a shocker over the weekend, didn't they? Uh, Paul. The worst Liverpool from... performance I've seen in five years. I think that's, I think that's what Klopp said. So <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad. There's no there was no one player that came out of that performance with any credit. They were dreadful. Um Gapco doesn't look like the answer. Um yeah, there's there's just no positives you can say about it. Brighton on the other hand were amazing. They played so well and they've yeah. had such a good season that they you know they outplayed Liverpool in every single department. McAllister, if Brighton can keep hold of him, I think they'll have a really good season next year. But See, I wouldn't think Liverpool going yeah. for him. 
Um, and that's what I was going to say. Do you think a big team, like, or a bigger team like Liverpool or Manchester, Manchester United, we're, we're yeah. just talking about midfielders from Manchester United, he's 24, 25 maybe yeah. at least. I think I look at that Liverpool model and I remember when like Southampton beat Liverpool. They, so Liverpool went out and bought Mane. Then they yeah. bought Van... And it just... It, this could be that next... Oh, do you know what? We're going to come and raid you because that's what Chelsea are doing. Yeah. There's obviously talent at, at Brighton, so you they won't keep the big if they they won't keep the big players. No, but they've got to reinvest it because they must have made like what 200 million in transfer sales this year, well, just on Chelsea alone. I saw a joke. I saw a joke with Trossard going that Brighton are just going to spawn an under 21 Venezuelan international that's probably going to be 10 times better. <laughs> <laughs> FM region. Okay, <Yep. laughs> what about you? What, what do you think about the Brighton Liverpool game? Well, firstly, I can firmly say I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> as a, look, an Everton fan as well, I'm pretty happy to see Liverpool lose because they do lose. They don't lose as often as Everton win. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> especially this season. <laughs> yeah, so when they lose, it's more of a big deal than when we win. So for them to be losing so much this season, it does make me feel a bit better when Everton also inevitably lose but the match itself i just thought brighton were amazing they yeah. solid match and matoma on the flanks were so good and they seeing the ball in the advanced areas they received more progressive passes than anyone else by a lot and then because of liverpool's midfield three sitting deeper than they would about two seasons ago it just allowed McAllister that space in the central area just to find them and find them and then estupinian as well was getting a lot of the ball and then he you see the pass that. networks, it wow. just gets getting the ball, getting the ball, getting the ball. And he shows how much Liverpool miss Wijnaldum or that type of player. Yeah. Because they've replaced Wijnaldum with Thiago, who's great for creativity, even though he doesn't get engine. any assists. But they've now not got that player who's got a 90-minute engine at full pelt. Yep. And they, they should have just given Wijnaldum whatever money he wanted because he, mm. he's obviously not an easy player to replace. And I think he was so undervalued and underappreciated when he was at Liverpool that that's now showing it's a big yeah. hole in that midfield the interesting thing about that is if you spoke to the match going Liverpool fans so when I lived in Liverpool we'd speak to them quite often and they none of the match going fans had a bad word to say about when Aldum. yeah and it was just the people watching it that are that from outside looking in that weren't able to yeah, track yeah. him through the 90 minutes I was we're asking what do, what does he do but you don't really get that reflection when you're watching That's it. That's it, isn't it? You'll know yourself, like, from going to watch Wrexham. If you watch them on, on TV, you'll miss, like, everything that a midfield player does because you, the yeah. camera's on the strikers or your defenders the whole time, and that, that midfielder is just bombing around like a complete muppet for yeah, 90 yeah. minutes and putting his foot in everywhere. You don't see him. Yeah, shout actually, out Luke he's your most important player. Literally, how good has Luke Young been? Exactly. <laughs> hey, Chris, I said it the last time I was on this podcast, but I need to shout out Evan Ferguson. Yes. Once again, young, uh, Irish striker. I, that assist that he did, and also I, him completely bullying Kanate. Like, Kanate went up to him, and he literally pushed Kanate off him. Bring that young to show that much strength. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, just thought for you with Liverpool. Van Dyke's out injured indefinitely. Mm. There's no scheduled yeah. return for him. How I mean, how important is that going to be? Because when mm. he was injured a couple of seasons ago, they fell apart. And you Gomez started relying on Oxley Chamberlain again, which is, which is interesting. 
I mean, I'm going to open us up to that team. I'm going to open us up to the team. So, Jurgen Klopp's got a seven-year life cycle, it seems. <laughs> he done seven years at Mainz, seven years at Dortmund. This is his seventh year at Liverpool. Do we think Jurgen Klopp will be there in the summer? Or maybe yeah, sooner? So. Maybe yeah. sooner. No, I think he'll stay. I, I think, think so. the yeah. only job he'd leave for is the German national team, and they're yeah. going to give Hansi Flick at least another Euros. Yeah, and yeah. I don't see any other team tempted. You got Ancelotti. I think, at I think Klopp Klopp is more likely. To, Klopp is more likely to walk than get sacked. Oh, he won't get sacked. There's, I think yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll more likely yeah. walk out himself before he gets. Oh yeah, there's there's, there's like zero chance of Klopp getting sacked just because he delivered the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think if you look at like when he was at Dortmund, all of their good players get poached by Bayern Munich. At Mines, they're a low team. If Liverpool get the new owners with big money, he can then reinvent the squad. He needs to now look at yeah, what like Liverpool Alex is Ferguson an aging. Liverpool yeah. was an aging yeah, squad yeah, exactly. when he t- took over. Like you won a lot of stuff with older players. Like they've come to. There's always a, a time where now. they start not. Performing. He's got to do what Sir Alex Ferguson used to do and just freshen up the squad. So he, Alex Ferguson used to do it every sort of four or five seasons. He made four or five signings that would freshen the squad up, change the backroom staff a little bit, and, and I think it's gone a bit stale. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that kind of impetus I mean, to change it. For being it, for being still a mainstay, and he's he's a pretty average player when you look at it. He's not good enough. You look at you look at that you look at that Liverpool midfield. They've only bought one. Starting midfielder in four years, yeah. in Thiago. Mm-hmm. They've let go, like you said, one album. They've not replaced. They've not replaced. Carvalho's him. been kind of forgotten since the World Cup. To be what, honest, what's what's happened? What's happened? I think to he's him? been injured. Is it? He played. He played the other night. Mm. Um, oh yeah, he played, he played he, in the FA yeah, Cup against, against Wolves. Wolves. But I think he's been injured. Harvey Elliott's been injured, and he's just come back. Then also, you kind of, the they kind of had to rotate with the Chelsea game <laughs> yeah. coming at the weekend. Curtis Jones has just come back as well. He's he's been injured. Jono and uh, the owner of the Football Nation podcast is Stevie, Stevie, Stevie G will make it happen. But he's Stevie G can't even get the Poland job. He's not getting the Liverpool job. Well, apparently he's maybe maybe saying he's uncovered that he's going to be the new Poland manager. He got turned down, didn't he? A couple of days. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> sure, I saw the report. That's who's standing. That's who's standing. <laughs> Matty Cash couldn't get him the job. My my last <laughs> point on this Brighton game is. Shout out to Welbeck for doing the Rashford celebration in front of Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> I was a great goal by Welbeck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The season. But if Danny Welbeck's doing that to you, something is wrong. Yeah. It's, it's well, time just to like, you know, concede the rest of the games and we'll just go on holiday. <laughs> um, Surprised he didn't injure himself celebrating. Well, <laughs> that is true. So we talk about from one bad uh, performance, we go to another. And oh, sorry, Kai, we're going to have to talk about it. Sorry, Mackay. Um, Everton 1, Southampton 2, or should I say, Everton 1, James Ward-Prowse 2. Um, Kai, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll get some stuff off my chest. How long did you start? What time so, do you start with tomorrow, Chris? Um, <laughs> it's going to be a while. Oh, no, head. So, so the first half is a really, really competitive game. And then Onana, amazing throughout. I cannot fault him. And also yeah. his his celebration when he runs off to the camera and goes like this and says, I'm him. 
that that was that spelt our inevitable doom. We just capitulated through our own individual errors, to be honest. Godfrey for the first goal. I don't know what he's doing there, diving in and then just getting sold and then leaving James Ward Prowse, the last player you want in the box with a shooting opportunity to get a shot away. That sealed an inevitable goal. And then the second goal is just another stupid error by Anthony Gordon, almost being too keen to win the ball back and eventually and giving the stupid foul away. What I will say is the ball was just outside the box. James Ward Prowse moved it back five yards. Nobody's spoken about that. It's a football injustice. And then he obviously <laughs> placed it home. Oh, okay. Um, have you got have you got the rosary beads and the the prayer bar out there? So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I mean, that's what like, like you just said. You you look at you look at the players you don't want at edge of a, especially edge of a box or inside the box with that right foot of with James Rob Prowse, especially a free kick. It's going to end up in the back of the net or on target. I mean, Anthony Gordon. I think his proposed move to Chelsea has hampered him spectacularly this season. I mean, was it £60 million they're talking about? Then it never materialised. He got injured. He's been in and out of the team. We were saying before we came on air, weren't we? If you, if you play for a team like Everton or Southampton or someone like that and a team comes in for you like Chelsea, Liverpool, United, it turns your head. 100%. And it's hard to get back on track. But, gotta give I gotta give credit right. to Nathan Jones for uh, starting do, to yeah, get results. Right. Starting to get results. That's what you need in the relegation battle. Just doesn't matter how pretty the football is. You just gotta get results at this point. Mm-hmm. He's got a good. He's not got a bad team at Southampton though. When you look at their team, they're not. They're not. Shouldn't be relegation candidates. There are worse teams on paper in the league. Yeah. I just think they've underperformed so badly. I mean, Ward Prowse could carry that team to fifteenth. Yeah. Especially playing in the 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never considered, but he's doing it and it's working. I mean, this is what we, we kind of said this before in our podcast. Do you think if um, Southampton do stay up or get relegated, do you think James Ward Price will leave Southampton? Uh, I think, didn't they give him exactly what he wanted to, start, to stay mm. on his last contract? And they gave him like a ridiculous, they broke their. Salary, salary cap for it. Yeah, yeah. They they rewrote their salary caps for it. Um, they they gave him a stupid deal. I mean, one <sighs> of those players that you would imagine would stay at Southampton and eventually just get like a statue for himself. That's... Yeah, <laughs> the James then, Ward Prowse statue. Exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't turn into Matt Letitia twenty years down the line and become a bit of a nutter. But like, well, that's that. Nothing. Nobody can do anything about that. <laughs> I mean, he's 28 now as well, so he's he's in his prime. Yeah, you think if he goes, the statue has to be what, doing 80 a million probably. Southampton going to want massive money because I'm sure he's on a four or five year contract. Mm-hmm. The statue so, has to be doing a free kick though. We're making a statue for <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we would we're going to go to uh two teams that's a bit in, in different form. I would say Forest to Leicester now. What has happened to Forest, by the way? They've stopped what? signing players. No, they, no, they actually sent a Brazil, they sent a Brazilian guy the other day. They're going to start losing again. Then. <laughs> and they and they signed Chris Wood. They this, this, Chris is, as well. this is like football manager or FIFA. When you lose five games, you think, right, I need a whole new team. They're all transfer listed. Let's get. Yeah. Oh my god. Fair play though, Steve Cooper's doing. It. It's nice to see Steve Cooper backed. 
Because it would have been so easy to sack him. And instead of doing that, they gave him, what, a five-year deal and went, five-year deal. go and sort it out. Yeah. Fair play. He's shown him. Up do it, so. yeah. yeah, exactly. He's show- I mean, he's shown he can manage in the Premier League. I, I do believe some of the signings weren't his. And I think oh, now he's found his best probably. 11 that he's, you know, he's going to get the best. I'm not sure signing... Didn't they sign Chris Wood, I think, yep. I saw earlier? Yeah. I mean, that's not going to do much for you. Chris Wood isn't going to do much, but... No, in that system. Unless, unless you're playing set-piece set football, you're just going to ping yeah. random shots into the box. But Leicester are shocking. They're, they're having such a bad season. I'm amazed Brendan Rodgers not been sacked. I they, they, been they, sacked can't afford they can't afford They can't afford to sack him. That's the thing. And, and to be honest, That'd he was he was on the cusps of like people talking about him being sacked, but then he did start picking up results then before the World Cup break. He was actually yeah, one Leicester, of the yeah. most, Leicester was one of the most informed teams at the time the break happened. They've also been one of the teams that's been impacted most by the World Cup as well. They look completely shook. And I think they've, they've just, relied on Vardy for so long as well, haven't they? And he's yeah. now he's got old, and he's got he got old quickly. Yeah, you know, and, and Madison when you rely being, on that. Madison coming back from the World Cup worse than yeah, yeah when he left is. They do miss him hugely. Um, 100%. No creativity in that midfield without him. No, I don't think Danny Ward's a Premier League goalkeeper either. No. And when He's, you have your, cent- I, I, when you have your centre-back scoring two goals yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, come back to Exxon. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I love Danny Ward, but he's not a Premier League goalkeeper, is he? And I think he's he's got so many errors in him that it's just going to cost you. Uh, even the defence's errors. Like I said, they're, they're centre-back scoring two worldly goals for Liverpool. The chip over the keeper in that game was a absolutely awesome. I was outstanding. He he can, he, he, you literally could not place it any better over the keeper. He's like, <laughs> it was like, the keeper's watching it in slow motion. It's like, oh no. It was one of them because like, I was watching Ward's reaction. And you're like, there's nothing I can do about this. It's going in. I know it's going in. I'm just going <sighs> to watch it. Jesus. <laughs> And I'm going to get the blame for this as well because I oh. should have saved it. Apparently, um, some breaking transfer news: Brighton rejected a 55 million pound bid from Chelsea, surprisingly, uh, for Moses Caicedo. What did Arsenal? Yeah, Bri- Bri- Brighton don't. <laughs> Brighton <laughs> don't sell for cheap. They never sell players for cheap. I think. I think Arsenal. They, uh, they must have made easily two million in tran- two hundred yeah. million in transfer fees yeah, this easily. year, especially just off of yeah. Chelsea. They don't sell players for cheap, so they're probably looking for at least over sixty million bid for. Yeah, yeah. If he if he goes, that'll be two hundred million. If they get sixty, seventy million for him in this season, they've only spent fifty. I'd That's a hell of a business model. If it just stay for that like half month, another six months, and then go just to yeah. see what they could achieve. Yeah, up, right? I, I I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean. We'll, we'll get we'll get onto Chelsea. We'll get onto Chelsea in a bit. We'll get we've got, got quite a lot through these uh, last last four <laughs> fixtures. So Wolves win West Ham nil. Fair play to Lockabategi. Did start turning Wolves around a bit. They I played mean, really well in both the Liverpool FA Cup games. They were, they were, really, they were they, they should have beaten Liverpool in the first round, but they were really good the other night as well. I mean, another and, ins, another VAR could yeah. debacle with Liverpool again. I was I mean, outside. I've been quite impressed with I the Irishman name Yeah, I enjoyed the BBC coverage with the power cut and everything else. But Wolves, they're they're impressive. They've 
I'm I'm surprised they are a team that's been able to keep Ruben Neves as well. I think he, I thought he, he would have gone to United. I think that's what I was going to say. I think he could be one for the United. Yeah, maybe in the summer, depending depending on what happens with Wolves this season. If they yeah. finish maybe bottom half, like kind of below, below and depends on like the, the owners and their money situation. And the, yeah, I think Ruben Neves will be one of the main players. He's only mid twenties though, isn't he? I think you know if, he's if they're going to sign a creative player. Yeah, just going big for him. Yeah, Neves yeah. is twenty five. Yeah, you you go in big for him because you're going to get eight eight years out of him. Yeah, he's I not even he's, he's not even his peak of his powers yet. As well, and we, and now I'll go to West Ham. Are so terrible. Sorry, right DJ now. Ross, if you're watching. Sorry, but yeah, West Ham are yeah, absolutely yeah. and, and, and and I love it because I like seeing Declan Rice in pain. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the Irish. <laughs> I've, 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 no. um, David Moyes did an interview with uh, Stephen Bartley. You know the yeah, yeah. Devil, yeah. Devil, uh, Dragons Den guy, and said he's not scared of getting sacked. And he's still. Although there is re- there is reports that the game against Everton is the the El Sacico. Osakio, yep. And there's also reports that if, if Everton win, Moyes is going to get sacked. But he's not going to take over Everton then. So it really depends how Moyes wants I to play this. That. It does, it, it, well, it's yeah. worse for Lampard if he wins, apparently, isn't it? Because, yeah. yeah, there's a ready made replacement. I don't understand why they love Moyes it's, it's... so much. It's a transfer medical round that everyone. I think with Moyes, there's that. There's that um, this fondness because he's probably the last manager that probably made Everton successful in that yeah. they were constantly pushing for European places and they he got you to Champions League qualifiers, even though you got knocked out in the very first round. That's irrelevant. But <laughs> just think, yeah. nobody's but, done that since, despite spending the money. And if you maybe if you give Moyes the money, he can take you a bit further. The problem is now Everton don't spend the money that Moyes would need to get you there. He's actually got more money at West Ham and he's doing this. And he's got better players as well. Yeah. yeah. That shadow of a doubt. Um, so, next one. We've got another surprise package this season. Brentford 2-0 against Bournemouth. Brentford look good, don't they? They, they play some nice football. Play some really yeah. nice football. They, Thomas they've Frank. They've a lot of big teams. I mean, I think they're, they've got one of the best records against the top, well, the so-called top six mm. uh, this season. I mean, Brentford they play some, they play some nice, attractive football. St- structured at the back, play some nice attacking football as well. When they're when they're on song, they're very good. They don't rely on Tony either, which is which is good. Yeah, because it, depending on what happens with him with this, yeah, this, uh, this the, case, yeah. he came back yeah. to this game after being missing in the last one. Yeah, exactly. They they don't rely on him. So I think when they came out, there was a bit of a fear there, wasn't there? That mm. he'd bag twenty goals and then get a move, but because he's you know not really shone it, and now he's going to get banned anyway. Yeah. Was it like six hundred betting allegations yeah. or something, something ridiculous? Probably got a um, four month ban at least. But United but, owe them big as well for getting Ericsson back to fitness for him. So yeah. yeah. I mean what do you think about Bournemouth then guys? They're an interesting team. They had that decent run at at uh a few games ago where they where they looked like they had something with them and then they've just fallen off again since coming back from the the break. The problem with Bournemouth is, Bournemouth is they don't have the money to invest. The stadium only holds about seventeen thousand people, so yeah. they don't get the crowds to invest to like like Fulham do. So they're never they're never really going to be able to step up because when they get relegated, the owners won't spend the parachute payments on to get players yeah, the new, that will make them competitive. 
yeah, the so new the ownership as well that they have. Players. Yes. Yeah, about any team that's got Solanke of leading the line for them is is going to struggle. And they also have like some games they have more uh, leading line for them instead. Key for more, yeah. Mm. They're, they're, they're a team together. of championship players. And then without Marcus Tavernier, he's bit, like they just pass to him, and then he does something usually. But with like when the he's only not player, there, the only player that isn't the championship player is Neto, the keeper. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah, 10 players do so much when he's got like 30 shots going on his goal every game. Mm. You know, Laura probability says he's going to concede at least five, so it's it's just, yeah. I mean, what are you saying, DK? So, they're probably, if I was being conservative, about 10 players from staying up. Uh, if they sign 10 players, they'd stay up. That's the only way they stay up. <laughs> 17 <laughs> I mean, to the they're not in the relegation zone. Yeah, I'm gonna get on to that for this. Like, <laughs> down the table. I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Just that they're, they're, they're one point. Yeah, yeah. their goal yeah. difference is getting so dangerously high, they're gonna start to invent new numbers to calculate <laughs> how bad they are. Get the abacus out, get the abacus out, guys. They're in danger of jumping into that relic with, with uh, Southampton starting picking up results. They are, yeah. You'd think the teams below them will turn it around at some point to get three or four games on the bounce so they can win, mm. but um, maybe not Everton. Sorry, Kai, but maybe not. Depends, we'll it see. depends on the game this week. <laughs> it depends on the game this weekend. The two. <laughs> um, our last Premier League game of the week is Chelsea one, Crystal Palace nil. Chris, tell from... us, tell us about this game, Chris. <laughs> go from Kai Havertz. Um, much need to go for Kai Havertz, I would say. Um, but still lacking a wee bit. Still lacking a wee bit. Um, Barashili had a great game from what I've from what I've seen as well. He's a good mm. player. Barashili is a quick, good on the ball. I'll be interested. You think your to see... sixty-seven wingers will help uh, turn the season? Yes, around? yes. No, and <laughs> I don't. I mean, see the thing is, I mean, I'm looking. I was looking at this. I was looking at the squad. We're gonna go in a wee bit more in depth into it. Um a bit later. I think the players that they're trying to bring in are young players. That's the that's the only thing. But we've still got players like Callum Hudson Adoy out on loan and we've got um the boy Dato Fafana who I believe he's off to Turkey for the rest of the season going to Galatasaray on on loan to to the summer um, which would be good for him. But we're still lacking that Defensive midfielder with also with Conte being injured and Jorginho not being the Jorginho that we've known for the last three or four Zakaria seasons. Injuring himself as well. And again, Zakaria injured himself as well. So we're missing we're missing a holding midfielder and we can have to say as regarding uh, Caicedo. Caicedo would fit that bill. But I think Chelsea need to start looking at selling players, which I believe they are doing just now. Because I've just seen as well that um Newcastle and are in talks with Chelsea to sign Ruben Loftus cheek on loan with an option to buy, which the big would be interesting. Oh yeah, I'll 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 go on to him as well. Boom! Don't give me don't don't worry. I'll get on to him as well. Um, but yeah, Chelsea. It was it was a much needed three points for Graham Potter after the kind of week they've had before, but still much work to do. Still much work to do. What about you guys? It's the same problems again. For me. A good, good win, and the way 
and in particular Mason Mount, the way he celebrated when the goal went in, there was a lot of relief yeah. there, and you could see yeah, the tension. Was getting... as well. Um, but like the they created zero point seven six xG from open play, and that's just highlighting the same old story again that they don't create from moves to create. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> set pieces that create a chance but everyone's got equal chances going in set pieces in that game yeah. uh, and then palace did cut through them quite a few times with some nice swift moves through the center as well which is massively worrying because you need yeah that just highlights Chelsea's lack of legs in the center Jorginho as well he's good on the ball but when he's when people are coming at him he's back towards his own goal but again bad issue though Superb, like there's a bit so underrated in that position because it gives him a completely different set of angles to everyone else to work with when he gets the ball, and then that just makes that allowed Lewis Hall to get so much higher than he would usually because it's not as awkward and it's more fluid and he can engineer the ball into different areas. Yeah, I've been been impressed with the boy, I've been impressed with that boy, Lewis Hall. He's came from the reserves, the B team, um, if you will, to being a Premier League. Premier starter now, I would say, it's yeah. ahead of, uh, I mean, ahead of Kukurea, who spent, who we paid fifty million pound for. That's it. Just shows you the level of his confidence at this moment. Time, uh, a young kid through the Chelsea academy is getting more game time than a fifty million pound uh, life back or the, whatever he is. I don't even know what he is. An absolute nuisance. With, with stupid hair. <laughs> I mean, did you see his training exercise that he was like the way? Yeah, seen it. I'm like, yeah, he's something else. What about you, Paul? What do you think about the game? I mean, Chelsea worrying. I can't. You kind of touched on it. There's so much to worry about with Chelsea in that you've got no like, like you said, your key main stay of your midfield is Jorginho without Kante. Yep, Kante's. I think he's still injured. He's back Chelsea, in this week. So he's probably, what, three weeks maybe away from first team, 90 weeks, minutes, yeah, a, probably something like that. Weeks, yeah. Until he's back, if I was if I was setting up against Chelsea, I'd be telling him all to go down the middle. Yep. Run at Jorginho and get him to turn because he's, he turns like a tugboat. He's, it takes him three days. It's ridiculously slow. And yes, he can pass the ball, but honestly... I, I'd be really worried if I was Chelsea. And I look back, I was thinking about it earlier, I look back at the players like Chelsea used to have or used to sign. And it used to be, you know, the likes of Drogba, you went and got Shevchenko and all these big name players. Yes, Shevchenko didn't work out. and he was, yeah. oh, That's another thing. But you could attract those players. Now I kind of think you're spending 50 million on a player from Brighton who's unproven, really. You send it, you're spending 45 million on Raheem Sterling who's never really set the world alight. No. Nah. Chelsea have just kind of their transfer deals don't make sense to me. Um, um Spurs have just got... taken the lead from our yep. chat from Jano, keeping us Kuskevsky. updated. Kuskevsky one 0 against Man City. Yeah, the Man City's bogey team in a way, Spurs. Yeah. So we'll come back to Chelsea in a few minutes, shall we say? So we're gonna give the boys we, we thought we'd welcome the boys mm. with our team of the with the theme of the weekend. Wrexham. So we had the Bromley game before the FA Cup uh, FA Trophy, wasn't it? So yeah. Wrexham two one against Bromley. Are you going to win the league this season, guys? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I don't. You know what? I think Notts County are, are in a little bit of a sticky patch where their their form hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. 
and we just seemed to be able to churn the wins out. The game against Bromley was so weird because I went to Coventry and everybody was buzzing. And you think, great, you know, the atmosphere was amazing. And then we come to Bromley and it was dead. Yeah, There was 10,000 people in the stadium. And it just didn't feel, it felt like there were a thousand people there. There was no atmosphere. There was no singing. And the players you could see didn't have, it, they needed the fans behind them. You're in a good position because you do have quite a few games in hand and only three points. Yeah, I think we've off, got off out of eight games in February, six of them are at home. And not um, dropped a single point at home. Yeah, well, 16 out of 16, isn't it? I think yeah. Sheffield United will probably be the, the first game we lose at home this year. You never know. I mean, I mean, Sheffield United are a decent team, but I think anyone on the race course ground, do you think they'll do well? I think at that point, I don't know about you, Kai, I think the, the league is so important. I think yeah. he might just make changes like he did at Coventry. So Ollie Bond yeah, didn't start at Coventry obvious. and, you know, I think he'll do the same. And um, it kind of shows that our full attention is on the league and not the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, it has to be on the league, doesn't it? It's like we spent the longest period in the National League out of anyone. Years. It, 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 we lose a million pound a year as well on wages. It is now two now. We're in the non-league. The Spurs, well, Emerson Royale, Emerson Royale, the person that Spurs don't want there. City is starting to develop a habit for get, for capitulating after going one goal down. <laughs> I told you, you triple captain Harland. He ain't scoring tonight. <laughs> Um, sorry, but sorry, guys, for cutting no, Um So on you go. So you're talking about the the league teeth. Yeah, just I don't. I, I mean, the problem I have we have in this league is that we lose so much money through wages because we play League One wages, like they're like some Mullin, Ollie Palmer, Elliot Lee. They're all League One players. Some you know, Paul Mullin could probably do it in the Championship. Yeah, he, he's yeah. that good. But we've and we have to pay those rates. So in the non-league, because we don't have the television rights and we don't have. I mean, we now have the stream in, but yeah. the way the league have done it is so stupid. Um, because originally what the league's, what Wrexham pr- proposed was that the bulk of the streaming would be given back to the league and divvied out between the other clubs. Uh-huh. And the league said, no, the clubs get what they make. So, yeah, stupid. So what Wrexham have done is the money they make, I think, goes to charity. Because we don't need that money from streaming. Yeah. But if we go into the football league, you've got the I, I follow. So you get money from the EFL for it. Yeah. We, we need that kind of money coming into the club um, because we just lose so much. And I think as well, the standard of football in the in the National League is awful. Did, I don't know if you... Did you go to the Bromley game, Kai? No, but I I saw it back and then we saw how shocking the first half was. They, they were horrible. Such yeah. a horrible team. Their manager openly bragged before the game that they're going to play negative football and yeah. and just try and break the game up at every opportunity yeah. and it's so it was so nice to go to Coventry and see proper football yeah Com- coming to Exxon is the cup final isn't it that's the, yeah. that's the day the chant is every week you've had your day out now go home yeah so that shows how big time that's quite really nice as well that chant yeah yeah that's my way around that one <laughs> <laughs> I think there's rumors we're getting Andy Cook as well who we've been linked with for every transfer window since the dawn of time <laughs> But, did he play for Coventry for a while? And it was Andy Cook. Am I thinking? Um, I think he might. Have, he's played for a few teams. For yeah, yeah. He's, he's sort he's of Bradford. He's at Bradford's top scorer. Apparently, oh, we've like got yeah. a deal done for him. But we've been linked with him every transfer window for ages. Be a nice, yeah. nice striker. 
<laughs> but it, I think the the, um, the the FA Trophy game, yeah, the showed that we've got real good squad depth to get a two-all draw playing youth players, yeah, against the first team, just showed that you know we we've got the squad yeah. depth that if we need to rotate or bring somebody in like Jake Bickerstaff up front, if we got an injury, we'd, yeah. we'd be all right. So yeah. we do need to well, get promoted though. Whilst there, that Max Clayworth, I saw he was at my local club, Carnarvon Town, two three seasons ago. He, um, he was he was good, but now he's getting to the level where he's League Two, League One goalie. You can see him staying yeah. with the club through the rise, and genuinely think he'll play for Wales or he'll get in, he'll get on the cusp of the squad eventually because he can't be ignored. He's so young, he'll get there eventually. I think John Davis as well. I wouldn't mind seeing him in a in a training camp sometime. Maybe in Paul Mullen as well. His man's Welsh. My my biggest problem with this league is players like Ollie Palmer get no protection. Yeah, because he's so the refs are part time, aren't they? The, the refs are part time. So like, the, I I sat behind the game like for Bromley, and at one point Paul Mullen was running through on goal, and the good defender just ran across him and not off the ball. It's just so to easy. Mullen goes down holding it, and the referee plays on. Yeah. And I was probably fifteen yards away from it, and I could see it. Yeah, yeah. it feels, feels like a handicap if you try to play. Yeah, a level I think there's almost. an element as well because there's because the players are so good, the refs let them take a little bit more. It yeah. does seem to be a case that, that that happens. I mean, in the Bromley game, there was probably a sending off three minutes in that wasn't given. Um, yeah. We're quite lucky that he gave the penalty after he kicked Tony Cliff in the head. As much their manager said, it wasn't a penalty, but I saw the picture back and yeah, he kicked him in the head. So. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't get it. <laughs> exactly. But um, I'd like to get promoted and then go and sign Macaulay Langstaff from Notts County. That'd do me. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> yeah, the rabbit in the ones. So, yeah, exactly. so what do you think? Do you think promotion or bust that season for Wrexham then? Yeah. Not bust. Don't say that. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> like, it's all exactly. promotion. That, like, that's what promotion. Use, that's what yeah, I think promotion or part you get sacked. Yeah. yeah. Promotion, oh, promotion yeah. party gets sacked. Yeah, yeah. And what we mean um, by bust is like uh, that. Your aim for a successful season is promotion. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I, I, I remember going like carrying buckets and stuff. I'm, I'm older than Kai, so I remember <laughs> doing all that. Stuff. <laughs> it's horrible, but yeah, I think Kai probably agree that promotion or party gets sacked. If he, if we don't get promoted, I think you might see Paul, uh, Ollie Palmer want to maybe move because his family are down south. So yeah, as well, do you think yeah. if you don't get promoted, do you think you can keep on a Mullen as well? Well, he uh, moved for his family because his family live on the Wirral, yeah, which is like thirty minutes away. I like so he, he moved, yeah, like he lives on the Wirral and drives into Wrexham every day. Yeah, yeah. So he he moved for family. So one of a few players that has been on Tranmere, Liverpool, and Everton's books. Yeah, that's true. Because he, he, he was he was on the Stephen Gerrard kind of. Academy wasn't he as well for a long for a while. Mm. Um, Paul I remember, yeah, I remember seeing about that. Right. So, as we've finished our roundup of the, the scores this week, we come to our main topic. Let me just gather my gather my thoughts for a second. <laughs> so, the main topic today: what angry Chris? <laughs> so, um, what the um, what is going on at Stamford Bridge, basically? So. 
what's happened to Chelsea Football Club in the last 18 months? Before you do that, have you got the Benny Hill music to play over it while you're talking about it? Well, I'm talking about the transfers. Yeah, why are you talking about the transfers? I'm just playing Benny Hill music. It'll add so much to it. We might need to add like a Chris Angry meter that just goes up. Yes, yes, that'll come for the next part. That'll come for next week. But yes, so what has gone on at Stamford Bridge in the last 18 months? How can they go from Champions League winners, Cup World Cup winners, to sitting in 10th place in the space of a short period of time. So I've got some five bullet points. Um, the transition from Roman Abramovich to Todd Bolly. Paul, what what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go with you first because I'm going to I'm going to compose my I'm going to compose myself for a bit. Going to be as try to be as level headed as I possibly can. I was expecting you to go on like a massive rant and us just jump in when we needed to. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it into the pod. So I'm not gonna. This is not for me. This is not this is not Chris's Chris's uh, intervention. It's, this it's is for the pod. <laughs> Chris, so, we care about you a lot. <laughs> this is your no. therapy, mate. This is just an intervention for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right, what do you think has happened since the the Abramovich to Todd Bolly transition? Do you think Bolly has came in and said, "Right, I'm I'm Billy Big Balls here. I'm doing what I want to do." Yeah, the American, the, the American way. But Bolly, it strikes me as a man who's never had a problem that money can't fix. Yeah, I think if he goes into a restaurant and they're full. He'll give them a thousand dollars to get a table, or just buy the restaurant. Just there and then, you know, <laughs> kick somebody out. He's a grand. Um, I do think that when you had the transfer embargo because of Roman's ties to a certain bald-headed man from yeah. Eastern Europe, yeah. I think that has hampered you more than people realise because you were left behind in the transfer market. Yeah, but your transfers have been so bad and so overpriced and so stupidly long in the contracts you've offered that um well yeah eight and a half year contracts for yes. somebody yes. who played 49 so, league games so it, the reason... it, that reminds me of when alan pardew got his lifetime deal at newcastle yes <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, reason, yeah. the reason why they're doing that is to beat the financial fair play rules so if you say for instance obviously mudrick was 80 million pounds right they can split that ten, so ten million pound you're per pay, season. You're paying it over eight years. The, you're paying it over eight years. Extra. So plus a wee bit extra. So that's why they're doing the eight year, seven year, six year, whatever it is. It used to be the FIFA rule as well. You can only give five year contracts. Exactly. So I don't know so, why that, where that's coming from. This, so, this is this is how you get away with like the new FFP that's coming in. Yes. You have to only so pay a certain amount of work. They've kind of thumbed They've kind of. Found a wee bit of a loophole, but I've actually got Although the risk with eight-year contracts, depending on the player will actually. Yeah. I mean, turn out a success it, or not? It's not even just that, though, is it? Because I, you doubled his what Arsenal offered him wages, didn't you, for that specific player? So if Arsenal had offered him one hundred and twenty-five grand, you went yeah, in at two fifty. But he's right, on. Um, both him and Badashili are on ninety-five grand a week. Both him and Badashili are on ninety-five grand a week. So very little money then, didn't they? Yes. So both of the, both Barisili and because um, that's what that's what the thing. So the director of football, Daryl Scherner, came out and yeah. said Arsenal and Chelsea offer the exact same deal, but Chelsea structured it a lot better. 
plus the add-ons were more achievable with yeah, yeah the add-ons were more achievable so that's why Mudrick kind of chose Chelsea over Arsenal. I mean, I've seen I've seen Mudrick up close and personal with uh, when they played against Celtic and against Scotland. The boy is a talent, but and here's the here's the but he scored twelve goals in his career so far, and they've all came either in the Champions League or the Ukrainian league when it restarted. Yeah. So there's not much to go on as of yet, but the kid has got talent. Everybody was looking at him, but. As we said, as Ben said, eight years is a, as we've all said, eight years is a long time to tie down a player. If he gets injured, say for instance, he, he plays against Liverpool on Saturday, gets a double leg break. That's about for that's about for eight, uh, for nearly a year. We, nobody knows. But I'm looking at the I'm looking at the arrivals. So this is the Euros. So Chelsea have spent four hundred twenty five point four nine million euros at this moment in time. This is before the uh, Madukere, whatever his name is from PSV, gets added on eventually, which is I think around twenty nine million uh, pounds. Yeah, kind of like an extra like thirty. Yeah, million, I'm 30 like million euro. I'm like, where are we going to play these midfielders? Are we just going to have a a, a front ten of? That's what I'm uh, saying. You're going to play a circle formation here. <laughs> where everyone's just going to be a. Do you know what I would say about your signings though? A lot of them are. 28 and under. In fact, most of them yeah. are under 20, what, 20, 23. 20, so, 20, between, under the age of 25, I would say the majority of them are, yeah, apart from I a mean, few. The question is, is are some of are these part of signings? Because if they're part of signing and he gets sacked, the new manager might not fancy him. Yeah. Or and the some o- of them will And the only reason Mudrick was so expensive was because of United paying the amount of money for Anthony. They value yeah. Mudrick at the same, at least the same price tag as Anthony was. The, 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 you've got, haven't there. you guaranteed seventy million on Shao Felix as well? No, there's no, there's no, there's no. At the end of six months, at the end of six months, he's going back to Atletico. Unless Chelsea mm-hmm. will buy him. Like, yeah, then the discussions will have to. Talk, you've you've but, lost yeah. a month of football watching him, haven't you? Yes, as he's an idiot. I, just to so play devil's advocate, just to play devil's advocate, you know they're signing all these young players, giving them long contracts. So mm-hmm. this year in financial fair play in 2023, you'll spend 90% of your revenue. Next year in 2024, it's 80, and then the year after, it's 70%. By 2025, all these Chelsea young players are going to be in their prime. Like, and they still have four years left on their contracts, which means they're good saleable assets. You can make more money on them because of inflation. By that point, you double your money if you choose to sell them. And that could be Chelsea's means of trying to keep up with the the teams backed by states, such like Newcastle, Man City, yeah. maybe others by that time. And that could be like a leveler because Chelsea, unlike Manchester City and Newcastle United won't be able to make new revenue by sponsoring themselves. It depends like, if these players can prove their worth that they're actually worth. Yeah, they. A, I mean, profit, but the thing is, Chelsea don't have a great track record of selling players from apart from Hazard. Really, over the last couple of years, they've not sold players for massive profit. Werner left for twenty million, Emerson fifteen, Billy Gilmore left for eight, and at one point they were touting him at like thirty million. Yeah, they've like sold their young players you know. for a lot though. 
That's like that, that's how they've been fending the big transfers with the young players. It, it comes down to with these eight-year contracts that they're given. It comes down to you, they're playing roulette with these signings, hoping it lands on on black that they can cash in, or they turn out to be a world star. I mean, as well, like we kind of talk about the transfers. Like we, like we said, there is a lot of young prospects coming through. I mean, the one I'm let's say the one I'm more excited about is Barashili because he's an absolute unit. He's an absolute man mountain Barashili. Yeah, I, I was impressed with him when I saw him like the yeah. last um, time. I'm also I'm also impressed with the boy um what's his face? Uh, I've said Mudrick. No, um did you see like the uh, stat that you have spent in the last six months practically the same as Liverpool have spent in, in the last, last like six ten years. years? Yeah six years yeah mm. I mean I'm looking at I'm looking at um, oh, that's who it was uh, 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 Chuka the boy from Aston Villa. He looks. He, like, he was. He was quite good. Like, he's had good he's, he... coming through. But hmm. well, I'm just kind of looking. At, I'm looking at these the transfers. So I'm going to write them off just now. So we spent eighty million. So seventy five million pounds on Wesley Fafana, been injured. Good. Tw- he's twenty one years of age. So still got plenty of time, and he's back in training. Obviously, we've kind of talked about uh, Michael Mudrick. Seventy odd, say sixty five million plus add ons. My favorite player, uh, Mark Kukurea, um fifty million. <laughs> I'd show uh, yep, so, well, I would, no, that's that's David Luis. Oh. Come on, that was David yeah, Luis. Don't, don't, he's, don't. he's gone now. He's gone yeah, now. But still, that's he's, Bob, this is like the wish Luis. version of Sideshow Bob. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Raheem Sterling, forty-five million pound. Uh, ben Barashili, thirty-five million pound. Kula Bali, thirty million pound. Uh, Chukwemi, uh, eighteen million pound. Andre Santos, the young boy came from Brazil. Uh, 12 and a half uh, for Fana, 12 million from Mulder. Um, some has been Pierre uh, Emmerich Abamayang, 12 million from Barcelona. Yo Felix uh, on loan for 11, 11 million. million. Um, Gabriel Salina, uh, 9 million from uh, Chicago Fire, good young goalkeeper. And Dennis Acaria. Coming in, obviously, with three uh, million loan fee, three million, yeah, good signing to be fair. Zakaria, yes, but that's another thing. Zakaria hasn't. It, 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 it was a ga- it was a gamble when you bought him for Zakaria because no one knew the state he was in, and he was yeah. not in the team for a while. But then exactly. he started becoming your mainstay in your, your midfield, and then sadly he, got himself injured. He's, he, like I said, he is a good player. I mean, he offers what Conte was doing, but. I still, he's not, I don't think he's comfortable enough on the ball, like Akanti, who can drive. And he got what I said, what happened to him is what I predicted. I said his injury record has not been the greatest at Juventus. I mean, out of those ones, there's not many you can say have worked. Well, apart from the ones that maybe just say, like, let's say, Mudrik, Barashili, and... It's a lot of money, isn't it, to say it hasn't worked, you know, yeah, and the fact that next next year you're going to get Lukaku back, maybe he's only on loan. Maybe you know he he, want, he wants to stay at Inter. Though. That's the because the, the rumor was for Lukaku, though. There was rumor. The rumor was that Chelsea um, get a swap deal with for two players from Inter Milan, and Chelsea will look at Brozovic and Martinez in place of Lukaku, plus a wee bit of money as well because Inter can't afford. The... To sell to say it's sign Lukaku on what Chelsea value at at ninety million pound. They want the money I, they pay for. I wonder if if Inter will believe. I mean, that's a fourth at the moment in Serie A. Really, yeah. realistically, 
Are they even going to want him? Inter fans have started to turn on Romelu in the past. Yeah, year. he's not even he's not in the top five goal scorers in that league. And they just won the Supercoppa Italia against AC Milan, <laughs> during which Jekyll and Martinez scored. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, who needs them? I mean, there's talk. I mean, there's obviously talk about Jekyll going to Newcastle in the summer as well. Yeah. But as well, John just said as well. Um, there was rumours as well that Inter want to cut his contract and send him back to Chelsea now. But that that rumour was denied by both clubs. Yeah, but so, rumours. But, but there is a lot I of hostility that they don't he's only want played him. Six games for yeah. Inter Milan. Yeah, he, he that, got himself I mean, that... injured for a small bit as well. The problem, I think, Lukaku's had, always had a problem with fitness. An attitude. He balloons an attitude. I think that's part and parcel is that he balloons up in weight a little bit. He was heavy at United. Went to you know went he went to Italy and got fit. Came to Chelsea. Was heavy again. I well, don't know if it's just the English. Food well, or... ru- no, but there's rumours that he gets heavy just before an international tournament. Yeah, look at so he doesn't have look to go. Look at him in the World Cup. Look at him in the World mm. Cup. He looked about. He looked about. Because that's what because that's what he did at United. He bulked up. To help Belgium, which made us suffer that season. He's pulling a caravan when he when, when he puts on that. He, much he should though. be your drogba. Yeah. He should be your drogba now. Do you see the thing is, a lot of strikers at Chelsea. If we look over the years, apart from drogba and like maybe Costa at the time, they've not really been nah. as successful. The only other the one number you can nine is Mutu. Mutu was successful until he got banned for life. He had he had he had he had as well in Crespo. Yeah. Karen Cresswell, when is it Chelsea? I mean, he you, had a you have a habit, to be fair, at Chelsea. My, my mate's a Chelsea man, I say this to him all the time. You've got a habit of signing attackers and absolutely ruining them. Yes. Like what Timo Werner, Liverpool were linked oh, with God, him yeah. for, for years. Came to, came to Chelsea and he was garbage. But this is me, me and my me and my manager were talking about this today, actually. Because like, we're talking about Chelsea. Look at the players that have came from Germany. No matter where. In, in, in football, like either Spain... England, France, Italy. The German players like Werner, Havertz, especially with Chelsea, they were scoring 22, 23 goals in the Bundesliga. Coming to the English League, it's a lot quicker, it's a lot more physical than the Bundesliga. I think they don't realise how quick it actually is until they experience it. And they don't work out well. And Chelsea have got another one coming from... uh, from Leipzig and in, in Kunku in the summer, 95 uh, 45 uh, 45 million pounds from Leipzig. So there's a there's another winger. You <laughs> <laughs> know why PSG sold him? Why, I don't know why you just don't bite the bullet and play Batshuayi up front. You're not going to get a striker who scores anyway, so you might as well Batch, have one who's Batch, on Batch, relatively low wise. Batshuayi has been sold apparently. He's on loan, isn't he? I'm not. I'm sure he's gone. I'm sure. I'm sure he's released. I'm sure on loan on transfer thingy. You know, transfer market. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's. Let's have a look. I'm sure he's gone permanently. Let me check the Chelsea actual website. Is he Besiktas? I mean, have you wait quick? Uh, quick change. Have you seen the top goal scorers in the the? I was going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ban- It's just literally a ban- list of banter players. That- yeah, he, yeah. He oh, went to Fenerbahce for permanently, Chris. Bitwise got the Fenerbahce firm on a permanent. Yeah, nice guy. I'm leaving on loan on transfer market, isn't it? I have no Bum idea. I mean, dodgy information from dodgy websites. Yep, never use them. 
Um, he, he should have been your, your striker, shouldn't he, really? He was signed to be that man and he yeah, got shipped down loan from Yeah, came, came from Marseille, had a decent spell at Marseille, came from Marseille, decent goal scoring record in France, comes to England. Okay, yeah, he won he won Chelsea the title beating West Brom one nothing. Yeah, that's his that's his that's his legacy. He won the Chelsea the title. Then never seen him again. He did all right at Valencia as well when he went up. Yeah. When he was well, there. I mean, I'm looking at you look at we can be blown I can be blown in the face with the, the Chelsea signings <laughs> this season. Tammy Abraham was supposed to be like your spec as well at one point. Tammy Abraham, we should have never let Tammy Abraham go, in my opinion. Never let him go. Um um, he was two, doing just one, as much that season as Timo was. He was doing slightly better than Timo in goal, games. Goal. Goal. Uh, two, one. Sadly, it's not your triple captain. <laughs> pain. Resistance is pain. Kai's uh, anger level slightly heard, rough as well. rumours that Harlan's been substituted. Uh-oh. He hasn't, I don't think. He's not. He's, he's <laughs> not, but you, you almost got a panic. Like, <laughs> I've got it open there. There's no fool in me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the next kind of topic on Chelsea is the sacking of Thomas Tuchel and appointment of Graham Potter. I'll go to you, Kai, before I explode on this one. Because I'm not happy with this one. <laughs> so, Kai, what do you think about the sacking of Thomas Tuchel and the appointment of Graham Potter? I think when Tuchel got sacked, there was a bit of dullness maybe maybe about the way they were playing and then maybe maybe some uninspiring stuff going on but then when you see Potter take over and it's probably worse you have to start to think maybe Tuchel wasn't that bad and the, and the fact that Tuchel won them the Champions League its first season it shows how, too, how good Tuchel was and then this sacking him paying for him to leave is a bit of a disgrace really because Potter is good, but what's he actually done so far? I know we need to give English managers a chance to manage the big clubs, but it's just going to take so long to get Chelsea to winning ways the way he's doing it. And with how poor it's been, it's, it feels like a soft, soft football. And Holland has just scored. We're back in the game. <laughs> triple captain. Triple captain oh, we're feasting now. We're feasting now. to get sent off. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Kaya. Um, continue. Uh, it's just time to cash out. The... <laughs> yeah, just with, with, with Potter. I really like Potter. He's an excellent coach. And I followed him a lot when he was at Swansea. And I thought after Potter, there's, no, there's never going to be a possible way of replicating that football. But then Russ Martin has just came in and made it better. So how good is Potter really? Because every manager who's replaced him is make it is doing better. Like Russ Martin's doing better with Swansea. Does he have he's doing better with Brighton? So how good is he really? What's your opinion? I, I said with Potter when he took over, I felt it was a bit too early for Potter to make that jump. So I feel like he should have stayed out the season with Brighton in their ascendancy that they were having and then look to maybe jump at the end of the season. I think at this at that point that he jumped was a bit too early for him in his progression at Brighton. I felt Potter was was hard done by because I felt I felt he could have done something with Brighton. And um, Tuchel, I feel like it was 
very harsh on him. He won. He won like the Champions League in his first season. Did very well. Got into beat City quite a few times that season, as well. And uh, poor, he couldn't even stay in England because Chelsea sacked him. The poor man. You have to leave because he he had no work permit anymore. And Paul, lastly to you, what do you think of the guy about Thomas Tuchel? Um, I think the sacking was quite harsh. I mean, he'd played, what, six in the Premier League and won three of them. Yep. Like, all right, lost two, but... And he lost the one game in the Champions League. But if you look at last season, he had, you know, over the course of the Premier League, he averaged just under two points a game. That's not a bad record. And the season before, when he came in kind of late notice, didn't he? he averaged two a game. Yeah. His record at Chelsea was, was actually pretty good. Yeah. Considering what he walked into. Potter, on the other hand, I think I don't think he expected it to be as big of a task as it is because yeah. he's walked into a team that have actually raided Brighton, so he knew a few of the players. Mm. But he has been shown to actually be quite ta- tactically inept. Um, for, and, yeah, and at that he's level, going for several, he has like five different formations that he keeps. Yeah, doing. you can't do that. You've got, to, you know, you've got to play one or two formations, be brilliant at both of them, not have five that you're average at everyone. I think he's, but he's shown himself to be so tactically inept that at that level, you're going to get exposed. Champions League, you know, even in the Premier League, though, when you play some of the teams that you would expect him to beat at Brighton, he's not doing it. So he went on the usual manager bounce in the beginning, which made people start believing in Potter, like this decision was right. But then it's just completely fallen apart after those. I mean, I think there is an element as well. I wonder how much Graham Potter is just a bit of a yes man. You know, it's a chance to manage a massive club that he probably wouldn't have gotten. So how much has he just kind of gone, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, yeah, come on, you know. And and how much does that fit in with that American philosophy of, Todd, at the time, Todd Bowley wanting to run absolutely every aspect of the football club? Yep. Because he doesn't try to be somebody who kick up a fuss. He's a bit timid, isn't he? Yeah. I think the image of Potter when he started the job to now, and he looks like he's aged about he looks like fifty-seven he's about 80, years. You know? Yeah. Um. So my ten cents on it. So I'm gonna get. Let me just rip it the soapbox here, guys. Um. <laughs> so Thomas Tuchel loved the man to bits. I'll always thank him for winning the, the second Champions League trophy, winning the uh, winning the uh, Cup World Cup as well, but. If you think on it, he got to was it was it six, seven finals? Yeah, because he got and to the FA Cup final too. FA Cup that he final. unfortunately lost. Yeah, FA Cup final mm. twice, I believe. Mm. Uh, Carabao Cup final against Man, uh, Man City as well. And Liverpool. And was Liverpool. it Liverpool you played in here? Yeah, both, yeah. both mm. Liverpool yeah. and actually we beat them, got beaten penalties in both games. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, the game finished the exact same in both finals. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one each as well. Let's see, mm. let's see. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel never he, his style of football was attractive to watch. It was good. It was defensively structured, but going forward, we played some nice football. That Champions League final, he outthought the master at this moment in time when Pep Warler. He absolutely said, "Right, we're going to win this. We're going to play the most horrible type of football to stifle Manchester City," and they did. And that's how they won the Champions League. Yes, we had a bit of luck, but that's what you need in football. You need a bit of luck to, to win to win football. And he won you the club world. Exactly, world the club cup. world cup. Exactly, but which 
my see my my thing on uh, Thomas Rousseau, the the loss against Dean Zagreb did not help. And Paul, you alluded to it earlier on. Chelsea were so far behind on the transfer market at that time. They'd literally just signed Aubameyang that week and he's flung into the first game against uh, Dean Zagreb. Yeah. yeah, he had literally no time to, to manage and then two days later, he sacked. Yeah. Thomas Tuchel was hard done by, in my opinion, and there's a lot of fans, including myself, that want wanted him back. But I want it back the current manager Greg Potter because I believe that he can do something. Look at what look at look at Brighton. Look what he did at Brighton. He built a couple of, had a couple of years to build up at Brighton. Look at Jurgen Klopp. Look at what Ten Hag's been doing as well. Look at and then the prime example is Eddie Howe at Newcastle. He had they stuck by him when they could have sacked him, brought in a new the, when the owners came in, back him, let him let him build his own team. This is what this is what Todd Bolly needs to do is sit down with the director of football, technical director, and Graham Potter. Say, right, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what we don't need. Get rid of the deadwood, likes of Jorginho, likes of Kante. I'm sad to say, it, but likes of Azpilicueta. Put him in a coaching role. He's been a servant for Chelsea for uh, ten years now. Give him a coaching role at the club. He's he's a good he's a good squad player, but Chelsea need to start bringing through new breeds like Sir. Levi Colwell, um, who's on loan at Huddersfield, apparently he's getting a new five-year deal because he's, he's very good. Reese James has been a breath of fresh air when he's fit. Chilwell, again, breath of fresh air when he's fit. But we've got young players like Sachukwemi, likes of Conor Gallagher, um, Lewis Hall, who's burst onto the scene this season. These are the players that I miss him out as well. If he gets his form together, these are, these are the players and coaching staff who knows what Chelsea's all about. Chelsea are a soft touch at this moment. And even Baddy is here now, 21. He's going to be there for... Exactly. Same know, as Fafana as well. Same as Fafana. Mm. But you, I mean, you alluded to it, Paul, earlier on. The Chelsea teams of old, you hated playing against them. Drogba, Lampard, Terry, Peter Cech, Ashley Cole, Pillow Ferreira, um, Eden Hazard, Willian, uh, you'd never go. Ballard. You'd never go into a game against Chelsea home or away thinking you were going to win. Exactly. But you know, I, I like I don't know if I might feel the same, but I I could Wrexham could be playing Chelsea next week. I'd back Wrexham to beat Chelsea. Yeah, so would that. Just I don't you yeah, don't know why soft. Chelsea are gonna turn up. Yeah, and a trick, but that's irrelevant. But, <laughs> the, 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 the part of Chelsea which needs to get the most reality check for me is the fans. Because they've turned on Potter already. Yeah. And you've got they've got to realise that he's been dealt a bad a hand. Yep. He's got an aging squad. And a squad that isn't good a enough. A lot of a lot of those players before January were not so his. much success that he's got to get. They've got to get reality check now. The guy, the people who go to the game and back the team. Yep. And that's I think that's Chelsea's biggest problem is the fans turn so quickly. I think it's a bit of it's a bit of um, what is it? What's it called? You're so used to managers coming in and instantly being yeah, successful. Yeah. You've I mean, been spoiled. Definitely. Spoiled, Chelsea, yes, wrong, spoiled, Chelsea, you've been yeah. spoiled massively. But yeah. I think now you've got to realise that you're in a you're in the time when Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool and he had Slaver and you know and, you, and yeah, Ten Hag coming into United. You're in that where your squad isn't good enough and you need to add two or three players to it who are gonna make the difference. Not a lot of I mean, I mean, Potter said it in his pre- in his press conference in front of the the one during the cup game that uh, people got to realize 
that it's not the same management team behind them as was the previous years with Roman there, new owner, new yeah. kind of structure in the background, that it's not going to be exactly the way they remembered or how Chelsea do business. It'll be interesting whether the American owners are more patient than the Russian because American th- owners are notoriously Well, I think, I think if he was to get sacked, he would have sacked them by now. Yeah, he's, very, so. he's very quick of getting rid of Tuchel at the first opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think that's I think because that's, I wonder if that was because... Yeah, I yeah I mean, but that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I think like he want, he wouldn't sack Pother until the... It's normally in, season, in American sports. If you look at like NFL and NHL, they don't sack the manager till the end of the season. Yeah, and I think there's probably an element of that that he, you know, give them the season, you know, and then you have the summer to rebuild with a new man. And normally, by the when the NFL teams, for example, will sack their manager or their coach, that coach is already lined up. Yeah. So Diego Simeone, for example, has said he's leaving in the end in the summer. There's nothing stopping Ted Bowley going and speaking to him and saying, if he doesn't turn it around, he's getting sacked. Would you take the job? So Sack Potter on the Monday and appoint Simeone on the Tuesday. Um, so there has been another goal and the Manchester... Who would have thought that Spurs have been Spurs? <laughs> it's a 3-2 to Man City. Right, uh, that is. apparently had a howler. Who would have guessed? Oh, Spurs. Spurs are Spurs. Spurs are Spurs. So if anybody ever puts money on Spurs to win, they need to get like a mental health check. <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was another kind of you know the way Saka scored against Lloris at the near near post. Oh, the, it was a near post. It. He lo- he got scored in the near post again, Lloris. No. So, Paul, you've kind of you've kind of put me onto my next topic. Mm. If Porter doesn't get the team he needs, who comes in? Pochettino, Zidane, Luis Enrique. Diego Simeone, or someone completely left field. Would you take Pochettino? If he provides a good brand of football, I wouldn't say no to him. He's done, he's, he's done well at Southampton. He's, prob- he's probably Spurs' best manager in the last... I know, that's why I mean, would you take him? He punched above his weight at Spurs. With the, I wonder if the, 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 the hardcore fan base would accept him being a former Spurs well, manager. Jono well, uh, said in the chat he, he reckons Enrique for him. Enrique... I mean, Enrique's a good shout, but he's his his style of football is that that tiki taka type of football, which mm-hmm. uh, you haven't got the players I, to play it. No, no. Well, no, no, we, we, we don't know. Well, no, we don't know about these players. These new players that's well, coming in, we we, the the millions of new players that came in. What about you, Kai? Who do you think if you if you're if you're if you're Todd Bolly today? Which I hope you're not. Um, who, who would you <laughs> I'm signing you 67 you million away, players. Yeah, yeah, getting inside of Todd Bowler's head is something that's not <laughs> meant for normal people. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd never return to how you were before. But I think there's an obvious one we're all missing here, and it's Deserby from Brighton. <laughs> no. No. I think it's just going to happen. Oh, look, Brighton more shiny things. Club. <laughs> yeah, just shiny things get him. Todd Bowler doesn't strike me as a guy to have two managers in charge. Nah. It's an offensive and defensive coordinator. He definitely thinks that's a thing. <laughs> I think the best thing Todd Bowley's done since taking over at Chelsea is removing himself as sporting director. Yes. And she's the uh, best decision I, I, he's made. Yeah, she's I did, hired I did, the guy I did, I did love uh, him just coming in and just going like, how about an all-stars game? Like, that's going to work. Just that, yeah. that is definitely yeah. going to work. 
see, see, see the, see the, see the thing is with that idea, it is a good concept, but yeah. no, they do do it in other leagues though, no, don't no, they? John, yeah, John, yeah. Me and I have played the Saudi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John, I don't want to see anywhere near the league. Man City. I mean, you look. At, I mean, if if I was, I mean, I, I'm. I'm not saying I want Potter sacked because I won't give Potter time because I do like Potter as a manager. He deserves time. It's not his team. What he's building now is his team, hopefully. Um, but if I was to go, I'd probably say Zidane because of his brand of football. He's attacking. He's got structure as well. And he doesn't take any shit off of anyone as well. If you if you're not if you're unhappy, there's a door. Mm-hmm. I'd love there's Zidane to come in because I think he'd fail. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he had so much money to play with at Madrid, and Madrid attract players just on the name. Yeah, I don't think Chelsea have that pull at the at the moment. I think they did a couple of years ago. But I don't think yeah. they do right now. But, but does he I think that would have impact the pull him. himself, though? Look at me! Mm. I've won three Champions Leagues in a row. Come and play for a team in the mid table of the Premier League. For now. Yeah. <laughs> Come, come and play for a team that's going to get outperformed by Newcastle for the next five years. Until the sports washing gets taken away from them. <laughs> <laughs> but the I'll kind of end on this one regarding about Chelsea. I think Graham Potter will be there at the end of the season. And I think that we won't, we won't get top six, in my opinion. We won't get top six. We might get top six, but I doubt it. Um, but Potter needs to be given more control of his team and the way he wants to play, the way he wants to set up, instead of Todd Boy getting his American hands grubby and trying to do it himself. That is there my... you go, Chris. Jonas says you might get top 10. I hope my United get relegated. Here's the question for <laughs> you, Chris, right? Yeah. If you don't get European football... Europa oh. League, Europa Conference League, because you're not going to get Champions League. No. And how are you going to spend the money you have this year? Because your revenue is going to be caught massively. Yes, I know, because remember Chelsea are out of debt as well. So Chelsea have zero debt, but they've got players they can sell on as well for decent, de- semi-decent money. <laughs> So are you going to be challenging Liverpool for the net spend trophy? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they would need no, to sell if they, they, they if they finish outside of Europe. They will need to sell. They're going to have to sell because yeah. you spent so much this year. If you don't get Europe, it'll be. I think. Trouble. I think. I think. Give Chelsea time to bed these new players, and I think they'll they'll just maybe sneak into top six because I can see Spurs capitulating. They'll they'll fall down. The, they'll fall down the table. In my opinion, and I they think... capitulate. They capitulate in games. Yeah. I mean, every the other thing is Fulham at six at the moment. They're not going to stay there, are they? Do you know? I'm, I'm a, I was actually looking at the table today. Right, Chelsea are not that far off. Off it, right? They're only you're, was it you're, five you're points? Le- you're eleven points behind United. Oh, right. So no, right, no, we're, no. We're, we're literally what was it? Three points behind Fulham, mm. and I'll play that game less. So I've still got a game in hand, and then. You're ten points off fourth. Yeah, but the thing is, with if that was on the flip side of the table, okay, it's only like three or four points to get ourselves into a good position. It's like okay, we're on. 
But with the frequency of how often these teams in the top seven win, seven or eight points is a big gap because it's not going to be... I mean, Liverpool it, 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 it starts this weekend between Chelsea and Liverpool. The winner of I think, that I think has Chelsea kind of beat, a... I think, I think Chelsea beat Liverpool the weekend because they reached Hitler Because both, both, both Chelsea and Liverpool are on the same exact points. Yep. I'd I mean, I back Liverpool and Chelsea to both get top six. I think Spurs will bottle it. Fulham and Brighton and Brentford will all eventually fall away. Because Chelsea just buy Bright- uh, Brighton. Exactly. <laughs> Brighton, actually be 19 I mean, Brighton, usu- Brighton usually <laughs> fall off near the end of a season. Because, yeah. seasons. But here's Chelsea's next three games, right? So they've got Liverpool on Saturday. They've got Fulham at Stamford Bridge next Friday night. And then the following Saturday, they've got West Ham. So you've lost at least two out of three of them. The hey. derbies. Nah. Chris, Chris, Chris the question here from Jono. Would you take Conference League or do, or would you rather a year off from your... Well, if, if Chelsea to get the Conference League, there's another tr- trophy that Chelsea haven't got yet, so I'll take a Conference League. <laughs> They won every other European. They won every European, every other European league. I mean, it would all. It would also give you an avenue for some of the younger players to play exactly. in the conference league. Develop. Plus, it's more. an extra bit of revenue that you wouldn't have if you take a year off. Exactly. There's, there's, yeah. And the squad depth's fine for it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I never understand why <laughs> why fans call cops like that, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, because there's so many positives to take from them. Exactly. I mean, you know, for example, West can. Ham having a terrible season, they could win the conference league with their terrible. Premier League season, yeah. and then it turns into a good season. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea's next couple of games is actually crucial for them. Like I said, they've got West Ham, then they've got then they've got Dortmund and the Champions League right after right after West Ham. Then you play then Southampton, which is then they've got Southampton, game. then they've got Spurs, then Leeds, Leeds. <laughs> we all hate Leeds, but yes. So that is a uh, the Chelsea. Rant over with now, shall we say? <laughs> it's now time for Boom's FPL Roundup. And the person in the background is not paying attention. <laughs> so Boom, who is your winners and losers this week in the football uh, fantasy football league this week? Oh, well, the players that have done quite well this week, as expected, are Arsenal players. If you had any of them in your team, they've they've gotten you some good points. Ramsdale clean sheet, which you don't normally expect in a derby, but Spurs were completely non-existent. Uh, but a man, some Man City players have let people down this week. For example, Cancelo, Kevin De Bruyne, completely nowhere. And he, and Almiron, Jano's favorite Almiron, has done practically nothing this week. How many points did Jono's favorite Jack Grealish get this week for his goal against United? Well, he, he got more than Almiron, I'll say that, this week. <laughs> So if, um, as you guys know that, uh, well, you don't know that Jono has literally um, got an absolute hatred for Jack Grealish and loves Miguel Amaron um, for I myself have got a score of 93 this week, which because I had Garnacho in and he got an assist for the winner against City. 
And boom, who is dead to you this week? Well, the, the player that's dead to me has changed a lot today because it's because it's people f- from the game that's currently being played. I'm going to be honest, for, for most of the 45 minutes, it was going to be Holland, but he has got himself a goal. <laughs> to so to Kai's Kai, so, relief. Kai, I never relief. And, and my relief, he's my captain too, so well, this week. Uh, so he's not dead to me anymore. The player that's dead to me is Harry Kane. <laughs> uh, two games this week, and he's pr- and he's not shown up for either one of them. Goal was completely it's difficult for him to show against... up because he's playing centre back. <laughs> he's, no, he's playing every position on the pitch these days <laughs> in one game. But I, do, missed... I reckon. I genuinely think Conte says to him, "Just put your boots on and, and go." Just run about. Just, just, just go kick. run around. Just have a kick about with the lads. Yeah. What... <laughs> so, um, how's who is the how's how's the how's the league table doing? Boom. Who's doing what in the league this this week? Well, uh, I have raised up to tenth position, so quite happy with that. What about John? Uh, how's he doing? How's he faring? Uh, I will. I will try and see. How John is doing him? <laughs> if, if I can find him, I found him. He's in twenty sixth. Ah, uh, what about what about our other co-host Garmy? How's he doing? And uh, Jono has got a score of sixty points this week because uh, he had uh, would you believe it a bunch of Newcastle players. Ooh. He had Saint Maximum who only got one point, and Why Almiron who got three. Play? And he played Mitrovic who missed the penalty. By hitting well, he, it twice. Didn't, he didn't actually. He, didn't he missed actually it by hitting it twice because <laughs> of the rules. <laughs> you don't see them often anymore. It's a skill to be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hit a penalty twice with both feet, it's a skill. Let it go in. I had very, I put very him on unfortunate for, for Jono that he put James Ward Prowse as the third substitute, so he's not even going to come into the team. Yeah. So, who's your tips for this week, Deb? And who do you who do you suggest putting in your foot, fantasy football team this week? That's very interesting because I would, I don't think you should because there's a lot of big games, so I wouldn't recommend a lot of putting it because you're gambling in this. I, you could gamble Arsenal's good form to put one or two of them, but I wouldn't put three Arsenal players in because that game could very easily be. A draw or anything, yeah. I wouldn't trust uh, at the moment Liverpool players or Chelsea players for that game. Uh, you I'll don't know you what know. you're going to get with that. I'll have you know that Kai Havertz is going to score a, a quadruple hat trick on Saturday. Okay, if you want to believe Chris, <laughs> Kai Havertz is a triple captain. I don't even believe that myself. <laughs> it's because it's very interesting because a lot of teams are playing like big. Game. So this week it's going to be a great gamble. You have Palace, who just came off a, a nice draw for themselves. They go against Newcastle. Will Newcastle be able to keep their run going? Would wins uh, Fulham versus Spurs? Do you chance Fulham players in the run that they're on? You could put like a Andreas Pereira in for that one, especially with Spurs' current defense as we see in the game currently. Is not the best. Uh, do you, 
And Villa versus Southampton, there could be some good scores there. So want to put either one of their players in and reckon that could... Maybe James Ward-Prowse not on the bench like Jono. <laughs> so, uh, anything else from you, Boom, regarding the fin- uh, financial fireplay of the FPL this week? Nope, I just think uh, Gormie has forgotten his entire FPL because he still has Reese James, Jesus, and Darwin Nunes in his squad. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening to us tonight, and thank you to my guest, Crazy Boom, uh, Kai, and Paul. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome. This is your first ever appearance on here. We hope for more. So, Boom, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at crazyboom double underscore about Twitter and Twitch and Boompool on YouTube. Paul, where can we find you and on your socials? Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Twitter, not Twitch. Used to be Twitch. Um, at the FM Recruiter, uh, mainly tweeting about Wrexham and Football Manager, really. Usually it's complete rubbish, but, you know, feel free to join in. <laughs> and Kai, where can we find you? So, Kai starts football on Twitter or... Kairis on TikTok, C-A-I-R-H-Y-S. And where can we find you, Chris? You can find me on Twitter, Chris underscore what 89 and here live every, well, most Thursday nights on the Football Nation podcast and on our uh, on our uh, YouTube page as I present the, the news for every week. So, thank you very much, everyone. Um, next week, we might have a special guest. Who knows? But till then... Thank you very much and good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.